Welcome. I am so excited about today's podcast. We are going to be gold digging. We've done so much work on the first two podcasts with raking the rut and panning for golden thoughts. And it all comes down to today, finally getting to set those exercises into action and doing some gold digging. So I do not like checklists. That is my equivalent of a mental prison. Although I'm not judging because we all process information differently and that style works for some people. So there is a time and place in relation to the completion of tasks. However, task completion is not what we're doing today. So as a disclaimer, when I'm talking about gold digging, I'm looking at goals from more of a perspective of what some may define as more of setting intentions versus the traditional corporate approach to goals. But hey, they're my thoughts and I get to call them whatever I want. So gold digging, here we go. Regardless of what your spiritual beliefs are, I do believe creating a relaxed peace of mind before you start this practice does 100% help produce more clarity and connection to the answers you are looking for your brain to produce. Remember, our brains work for us. We do not work for our brain. We want to create more creative energy to improve problem-solving skills, and we also want to have more mental focus and agility. So you need to find a way that works for you to create a relaxed, calm, and reflective state of mind before you start this exercise. I do this through a guided meditation practice. I just use an app on my phone. This does not have to be long. I usually do it for 10 to 20 minutes per day. Uh, But I do highly recommend finding a daily practice to help clear your mind. If meditation isn't your thing, maybe just sitting or walking in silence and nature will work better for you, that's fine. The most important thing about this daily practice is to remove yourself from all other distractions. No scrolling, no one eye opening to the TV. I see you, pirate patch. You get what I'm saying. You are honestly just trying to relax and breathe. Be in the present moment so that you can gain clarity. I've only meditated for about uh, maybe a year or two now. (sighs) I get it. I used to think this was so not for a highly action-oriented mom and business person like me. Uh, Between my career, my kids' homework, running from school activities to volunteer events to kids' sports games and practices and trying to have some remnants of a social life. I mean, come on. Who the hell had time to stare at a tree for 20 minutes and be one with it? I mean, (laughs) I totally get it. However, I have since completely changed my mindset on this. I now believe people like me who are more action-oriented, 
who maybe have higher stress or demanding careers or life roles as caretakers, who have insanely busy schedules, probably need this the most. The truth is, we all need a healthy dose of stillness and presence of mind in this crazy, hectic, distractive design lives most of us are living. If our minds are distracted, what do they do? They take the familiar path because they're in efficiency autopilot mode. What do we call that path from the prior podcast? Everyone, let's say it together. The rut. So we are getting out of distraction so we can rake the rut and trailblaze a new path. So there are some of you right now, I can hear you saying, I don't have time. You are still saying that. If you are one of those people who are saying, I don't have time, if you are saying that, you will benefit most. Start with 10 minutes. There are many completely free apps out there to help guide you if you want to try meditation. Put in some earbuds, go outside if possible, or do it before bedtime. With my schedule, I wake up at 6 a.m. and many times don't even have any time to myself until after 9 p.m. besides lunch many days. So I started this practice on lunch and would go to a park or even just sit in my car in a parking lot with my seat all the way reclined back. Because once I understood the value of the practice, I shifted my mindset from I'm too busy to I always have 10 minutes to clear my mind and connect with my intentions. And that worked for me and absolutely helped recenter my focus and drive my thoughts and emotions and actions to get the results I wanted relating to my goals in life. So I do believe that will work for you as well. So do this for a few days before you start setting your goals. It will make a huge positive impact. Also, when you start setting your goals, think about your one question from our earlier work on raking the rut. What does money mean to you? What was your answer? This is your core value about money. So my answer is money is freedom. So my money goals are aligned with my core value of freedom. If I have a goal and and that goal directly conflicts with my core value of freedom, it is not going to be a good goal for me because it's not going to emotionally register with me or get my commitment. So keep your core value of money in your thoughts as you start this process to keep you on track. If you find your goals are not matching your core value of what money means to you, you need to rework some thoughts. Either your core value of what you believe may be off, and if that's correct, if you really believe that's correct, then who are you setting your goals to please? Is it for you? Are these goals for you? Or are they for someone else? Because these goals need to be for you. And you must follow your own purpose and your own vision in life. And I know that can be hard, but that is the truth, my friends. You are not going to be a winner in the game of your life by trying to mold to someone else's thoughts and beliefs and expectations for one very simple reason. And let this answer free you. It does not work. The only way to thrive and reach the heights of your potential is when the vision authentically comes from within you. It can't come from anyone else. 
it's gotta be you, babe. And that's exciting and terrifying all at the same time, isn't it? Uh, it took me a, quite a while to figure that one out and, and change the old mindset on that. However, when you get there, if you are not already, it is magical. If you are not quite there yet, that's okay. For now, in action, just make sure your goals line up with your core value of what money is to you. So, let's talk about intentions. According to the wondrous wizard known as the Google, intention is defined as the end object intended or determining mentally upon some action or result. Those are the two definitions. I think there's more, but those are the two I liked. Notice how this is not defined as a detailed how-to guide, a five-page project plan, or gasp, a checklist on every step to complete to reach your goal. This is not a step-by-step instruction manual, people. These are goals. These are intentions. These are not how-tos. Why? Because what's your first reaction to those things? Mine is stress. We are not doing that. Not today. That is where the corporate world lives. So this will be a big mindset shift for many of you. And I completely understand. I have been in the financial industry for almost 20 years, which is the most highly regulated industry, I think, on planet Earth. And I'm compliance certified. So the regulatory culture alone and then coupled with my rules in banking organizational management for many years, I definitely know all too well about strategic goals, objectives, project plans, action plans, checklists, and on and on and on and on and on. However, that is not how we are goal digging today because that is not my personal mindset on achieving our highest vision, and also then continuing to grow instead of falling back to repeat behavior. And to be very clear, I'm not knocking financial tools or the great people who work in the industry. I will be doing podcasts focused on financial tools because they should also be used to help you reach your goals. I just believe there is a better way to goal achievement than the traditional corporate approach. So, we cleared our mind through a daily meditative type practice of your choice for 10 or 20 minutes a day. We set our core value as our forethought so we can align all of our goals and intentions as we go through them and check for authenticity to us, not anyone else. If no match, no keep. So now, we start to write a list of 15 to 25 goals, however many goals you want, but I would say that's a good starting point. And yes, you must write them down. Here is the biggest mistake people make. They create intentions from a place of lack instead of a place of plenty. Shift that mindset. When you come from a place of lack, you automatically approach... From a negative mindset, which is not the energy or the mindset that you want. You want to write your list from a place of plenty, aka abundance. And one very effective strategy for getting into this mindset is to incorporate things you already have into your list. And 
This might sound a little silly, but remember, we want to change our mindset so that we can change what we do and change our results and reach our goals. And this is highly effective for getting into a positive mindset where you can set your goals from a place of plenty. In your list, be as descriptive as possible. Describe your vision and your feelings and any timelines. So here is an example from my list. I want to purchase a home on a beautiful piece of property with bright wild flowers and mulberries in the spring and shades of bold autumn leaves on the trees of the woods in the fall for me to gaze at from my wraparound porch with a breeze in my hair and pure awe and appreciation. I want to inspire women through my business to lift up their lives and find the courage to make changes and start a charity to help women survivors of domestic abuse start over on their own with a portion of my net proceeds from my business by 2025. So the first one of those I already have. I do have my home on that piece of property with the mulberry trees and the woods with the beautiful autumn leaves on the wraparound porch. I have that. The second one I do not have yet. So you want to layer your goals between what you've already attained that makes you happy or that you're really proud of and layer those goals with the goals that you still want to achieve. And goals can be anything you want. I have specific goals about how much income I want to make by certain time periods. I have specific goals about how much liquid assets I want saved by a certain timeline. I have goals related to paying off loans or debt. Some I've already paid and am proud for accomplishing. Some I'm still wanting to pay off, like my mortgage. I have the goals I just read, one about purchasing my home and property, which I love, and one which is a more philanthropic money goal for my future, which is a passion that I have, which also really does relate back to freedom because I want these women to find their freedom. My list does have an assortment of short, mid, and long-term goals. Be very descriptive. Think of your five senses. How will it look, feel, taste, smell, sound? Take yourself there. This gets your emotional commitment. And then deadlines are good. When do you want to achieve this by? This also keeps you committed. There are some areas of goal setting that I agree with the more business-minded experts out there. One is making goals that challenge you or what some people refer to as stretch goals. By setting more challenging goals that stretch you, this will help shift your mindset and help you grow and will also help build your confidence. This type of goal setting gets you further than setting small goals that are super easy to achieve. Who wants to do that, right? Stretch yourselves. That's how you grow. That's how you rake the rut. Remember, write these down. I have a list of 26. I read these every day, usually after my daily meditative practice. 
of becoming one with the tree. No, just kidding. You really don't have to become one with the tree, by the way. To refocus and recenter my thoughts and actions for the day. I have mine on my phone, so they are easily accessible. So have yours someplace that you can easily get to. Um, I keep mine on the notes of my phone. You can have them on a piece of paper in your purse or in your wallet. But I would have them someplace where you can get to them very easily. So it is going to be so fun for you to start seeing many of these come to realization. These are going to start coming true and and you were going to watch many of these start dropping off the I wants to the I already have category, even though they're all on the same list. It's just amazing to watch. I've, I've seen this happen on my own list, and it's truly a, a motivating and, ex- and exciting experience. Start letting these goals, these intentions, drive you. This is what you truly want from your deepest core. So now keep your daily thoughts, emotions, and most importantly, your actions aimed at that direction. You will find the energy will feel amazing and flow, and it will just make it so much easier than it was before. So on that note, I think I will leave us with a quote, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. The mind is everything. What we think, we become. Such wisdom. That is a quote from the wise Buddha himself. So, on our next podcast, we will be talking about credit. So, if anybody has any goals related to improving their credit. That will be a great podcast for you to tune into. Credit impacts so much of our lives, so I can't wait to do the next podcast and and really dig into the world of credit with you. You can visit my website at mindyourmoneycoach.com. Check out my blogs there and follow my blogs. If you feel you need more personalized financial or mindset coaching, you can find my services there as well. Also, please make comments on my website. I love hearing from you. What are some of your financial goals? What are some of your money goals? I can't wait to hear all about them. Until next time, have an amazing week.